0: The FM Evolution Podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com.
1: So we we got really good responses, and we asked uh, both staff and managers uh, a number of questions, but the one thing that really jumped out was uh, this stat of 91%, and it was consistent across staff. So 91% of FM staff said they feel like they could really utilize additional skills, training, knowledge, and abilities um, in FM um, for their current job.
0: This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black.
2: What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. Once again, we are with our live sponsors at FMI, Randy Olson, and today's guest is Bill Connolly at Yamaha Motor Corporation. Uh, I was so excited to have Bill on and Randy, of course, because both of them bring so much experience and information about FM. And uh, the, our topic today is really following up on the big aha moment that we had after we reviewed the results from the Pro FMI. Uh, FM survey and what we found is that 91% that was my big which was 91% of the participants in the survey said hey we don't have enough skill to do what we need to do there's a skill gap we need more training we want more uh, education so that was a pretty big result and it was not just here guys in the United States it was internationally so there's definitely a feeling for a need of more uh, education to take on the challenges that we have for today and going forward. So check out this episode. It's an amazing uh, amount of information and we learn so much every time we have these guys on and so we're excited. So check it out. But before that, here is a word from your sponsors.
0: Did you know that CGP maintenance and construction services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready, and because they are a maintenance company, They can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today.
2: What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another live edition. I'm excited today, of course, to be joined by my co-host and friend, Randy Olson from Promo FMI. Randy, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing? It's an excellent, excellent day. Another day, uh, another week of learning and uh, and meeting new people. I just got back from an event uh, and it was awesome. So I'm glad to be able to see people again face to face. Today, we're going to be uh, joined by uh, our special guest, Bill Connolly. Bill is the, the National Manager uh, for facility Services at Yamaha Motor Corporation, Of course, Bill is a, a CFM, an SFP, a Pro-FM. Uh, He's also lead AP certified and an FNAF fellow. Bill, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Glad to have you. Man, what a, a bunch of experience you've gathered. That's pretty amazing. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with you, uh, could you tell us a little bit about you and and uh, about Yamaha Motor Corporation?
3: Uh, sure. Well, I'm the uh, National Manager's Facility Services for Yamaha Motor Corporation. Our headquarters are here in Cypress, California. Um, I have six facilities I'm responsible for. Four of them are in Georgia. One's in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. Um I operate, again, out of Cyprus. I'm very lucky enough to have a, a great staff in Georgia handling the four facilities there. Um, obviously, with COVID, I haven't had a chance to travel too much. I finally did get out there last month, but, um, but they do a great job without me. I just kind of you know direct and, and strategize a little bit. But the day-to-day operations is handled very well by my facilities group out there. So um, one of my big, big things, one of my hot buttons is, and Randy knows this, is sustainability. I'm trying very hard to have us run cleaner, more efficient. Um, We have ENERGY STAR certification here in Cyprus. I'm pushing very hard to get it in our Kennesaw facility in Georgia. Um, Those are our two own buildings. The rest are leased buildings. I really don't care too much about them. I mean, we are trying to be conservative and and save money and stuff like that. But the ENERGY STAR certification and and stuff like that is really important for our own
2: buildings. So um, that's sort of it in a nutshell. Awesome, man. Well, welcome to the show. I'm excited today to be able to break down this topic. We're going to get cover, uh, but before we get to that, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tradition for us here on the show to talk about uh, the books we're reading. It's you know it's a great way to get to know you, and and uh, of course the listeners love adding to their list. Uh, so if I can ask you, Bill, what are you reading?
3: Uh, I read sword and sorcery fantasy mostly, science fiction sometimes. Um, I was talking to Randy about this earlier, and I don't know if you want me to run the whole litany from Joe Abercrombie down to Roger Zelazny, or, um, you know, but right now, I'm sort of waiting for books to come out. September is when the books start coming out again. So I'm rereading a couple to prep myself for the new issues coming out. Um, Again, Joe Abercrombie is one of my favorites right now. It's uh, blood and guts, sword and sorcery, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, He develops really good characters. Um, Stephen Erickson is another great writer. He's an archeologist actually. But um, he uses a lot of his archaeology background. He creates brand new worlds, and uh, it's, it's really fun to to escape into it. I read mostly to escape, to get
2: out of, get out of life and, and enjoy something else. So It is super important to be able to not only to expand our knowledge, but to also balance our lives out and have a great time, and reading is a good way of doing that. Awesome. Sure, sure. Good to see you. Randy, what, what about you, sir?
1: Yeah. What do we going on for you? Absolutely, Sean. And um, you know, before I get to the book, I just want to say that Bill is far too modest about his <laughs> background and, and uh, everything that he's brought back to the profession. And you know, as we've talked about before, Sean, we certainly could not do these without fantastic guests, and we got one of the best of the best today. So, Bill, you're being way too modest okay. around uh, everything you've done. And what I what I really appreciate about Bill is he's given back so much to the profession and has volunteered his own time. Uh, to help guide the next generation into this, which really dovetails into the topic that we're going to talk about. But back to the back to the books. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm revisiting a book called The Winner Within uh, by Pat Riley, so a former uh, Lakers coach. Um, since you folks are both Southern Cal, um, mm-hmm. you might be Lakers fans. Um, but, you know, I mentioned this in the past, Sean, as well, but, you know, part of my spare time, I, I coach uh, an AAU basketball team. So that's right number of girls that are, are juniors, going to be seniors in high school. We just were at a large uh, national tournament down in Ames, Iowa. And, um, you know, I like to hone those skills as well. And what I find, it really maps well to my professional life as well. So I I have a team of people that I try to coach and mentor through things and, um, you know, coaching basketball and running a business and mentoring a team is, is very similar in nature. So, um, that's what's currently on the plate. You know, as far as podcasts, I'm really diving into a lot of the Tim Ferriss stuff and trying to trying to you know, hone the skills and better myself whenever I can. So that that's what's on the current uh, plate for me. Awesome.
3: Hey, Randy, real quick, if you want to broaden your horizons a little bit, um, Boston Celtics, Red Auerbach, Tommy Heinsohn, they both have very good books about leadership, too.
1: Uh, absolutely. And I am um, growing up. That was my team, Bill. That Is that right? Okay. Um, as you're probably aware, Kevin McHale, I'm, I'm from Minnesota for the folks mm-hmm. on, on the, on the, uh, that aren't familiar with me. Um, you know, born and raised in Minnesota, Kevin McHale's from Hibbing, Minnesota, you know, and he was one of the, one of the big three there in the Celtics run in the eighties. So, uh, he was a big fan.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. You know, being a coach and being a leader in business, you right. Is, is really, it's really the same thing. It's you know it's leadership. It's it's learning how to um, teach and, and help others grow and uh, just become the very best that they are. So I, I love that. It's a great book. Good uh, good selection. Um, I'm actually just finishing up uh, Extreme Leadership. Uh, it's by uh, if you probably read it, um, man. I, I saw Jaco uh, talk at an Ontario Leadership, uh, and he is, is so impressive. I, I so I got the book. I cruised through it and, um, man, this is so good. And he has, uh, he has a couple other ones. So I dived into the economy of leadership. Yep. Um, and I'm almost done with that. And I, it's so impactful to me. I don't know what it is. Maybe I understand the chain of command better and, and uh, I understand the military uh, element of it, but it translates to business so very much. You know, my biggest takeaway from that is discipline is freedom. And I love that. And it's something that, uh, I constantly am working on <laughs> because I'm creative. So, uh, you know, taking it to that next level is amazing. So it's a great book. I'd encourage anyone to read that one.
1: Awesome, yeah, you guys. Uh, yeah. Jack Philly, um, former Navy SEAL um, has also written some children's books, which are very, um, also uh, very, if you have younger kids, very pertinent to their life growing up. So
2: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know what? I learned so many things on this show. Not yeah. just about facility management, but clearly about life as well. <laughs> uh, awesome, man. All right, well, you guys, let's dive into this. Um, you know, last month, Randy and Bill, we did a great show. Um, and we had uh, Eileen McMore on And we talked about the Pro-FMI survey, which was awesome. I had no idea. There was so much data collected and, uh, you know, all the things that go into that. Uh, but there was so much content we put, we couldn't really possibly get all of it on the show. And out of everything we talked about, there was one topic that stuck out the most to me, and I think it it impacted everyone who read the survey. Uh, Randy, can you tell us more about the ninety one percent,
1: sir? Yeah, yeah, and I know you teased that out on the last uh, the last uh, show. So um, just to you know maybe set the table a little bit for the survey. So we did a global survey um, here this winter. And uh, got great response to that uh, spread across 23 unique countries. So we got responses from 23 different countries and really folks all across their career continuum. So folks that were, um, you know, over 11 years was about half and folks that were under uh, 10 years of experience was about half of the respondents as well. So we, we got really good responses and we asked uh, both staff and managers uh, a number of questions. But the one thing that really jumped out was uh, this stat of 91%. And it was consistent across staff. So 91% of FM staff said they feel like they could really utilize additional skills, training, knowledge, and abilities um, in FM um, for their current job. It was up 12% from when we did the survey in 2019. Um, And then 91% of FM managers say there's a gap between the knowledge and skills that their staff currently has and what they need for their for their organization to be successful. And that was up 10% from the time we did the survey in 2019. So that really jumped out at us that, you know, in alignment, both staff and managers believe that uh, training is important to be, uh, to move them forward and provide better value to their constituencies.
2: It's a crazy stat I and mean, I couldn't believe it. It just blew my mind um, <laughs> how many people really kind of felt the same. It just kind of tells you everyone in the organization is on the same page a lot. Um, Bill, from an employer standpoint, uh, can you expand on that 91%? Like what does the the biggest challenge for you guys when it comes to, you know, filling the skill gap there? Well, you know, overall the profession is, is um, changing
3: on a daily basis with, you know, um, but sustainability or technology or, or whatever, things just are by leaps and bounds. And for people to keep abreast with it or above, ahead of the curve, they need to continue their education. Um, you know, I try very hard to get people here. Uh, so education opens up possibilities. Okay, um, everybody suffers from tunnel vision. Uh, sometimes it's two lanes sometimes it's four lanes well the mm-hmm. more education you have the wider that the wider that tunnel is the more possibilities you see um, getting my staff involved in that then these tunnels start to converge and and not only are you working on the same page but people see other possibilities or other possible solutions that they can bring in and education opens up those doors it it's it changes things from um, how do things work to why we need them to work. It, it kind of takes things to a different level. You know, um, there was a stat way back when, I forget who wrote it, but there's, there's five levels of facility staff. There's the two belt guy, okay? Then there's a supervisor of the tool belt guy. Then you got the facility manager, director of facilities, and the hopefully good gets up to corporate. To, to get up that ladder, you have to learn things. You, have, you, know, you, you can't be stuck with status quo. Uh, doing things the same old way all the time does not work. I remember when sustainability first came out, we would deal with contractors. And they said, well, we've always done it this way. Well, I'm sorry, but you're not doing it that way anymore. You're doing it this way. And we had to change a lot of
2: mindsets. And that's what education is all about. That's awesome. You know, and we were talking about earlier about leaders and you had mentioned that, uh, you know, your team was pretty much doing it without you. And that's a direct result of great leadership and uh, and understanding when your team gets in that tunnel vision, how to... Help them out, and education is a big part of that. I agree with you a hundred percent. What kind of about, Go ahead, but,
3: oh, I was just going to say, you know, talking about what Randy mentioned earlier, coaching. It's very important to instill intrinsic motivation. Okay, e- extrinsic motivation, yeah, you can bribe them, you can give them a day off, whatever. But but if you can instill intrinsic motivation to have people do things the right way because they want to do things the right way, that's the key to success, as far as I'm concerned.
2: I I agree with you a hundred percent. What for for Yamaha? What kind of ongoing training do you guys focus on with your team?
3: Well, my team here in in Cyprus, we went through the Pro FM. Well, actually, going back, um, I first brought them into uh, the Essentials of FM, which is an IFMA program to kind of get their feet wet. Most of my staff right now is uh, are still the technical side, the quote two bell guys, but I'm I'm moving them up little by little. Um, Then we did the Pro-FM, and we did Pro-FM because it really is a broad-based look at facility management, and I wanted my staff to understand, again, why I do the things we do and why they need to do the things we do. Um, We all know how boilers work and chillers work and stuff like that, but why is it important that they optimize that? You know, why isn't it you know, indoor environmental quality, energy savings, cost efficiency, um, those types of things. So we have ongoing meetings once a month uh, where we just talked last week. Last week, we talked about renewables. You know, what can we do for renewable energy? i looking for solar in, in Kennesaw, Georgia. Um, you know, what's important to progress? And um, again, I, I don't want people getting set in a rut. I, I try to to challenge them a little bit to to learn new things and uh, then apply those new things, because learning is one thing. A certificate is a certificate. But if you don't utilize User. knowledge, then it's, it's basically it's a piece of paper on the wall. You know, um, so when you look at all my certificates, it just shows I've been around a long time. But uh, but I've gotten those to learn different perspectives. And again, pro FM, just to kind th- of show real quick. Um, opened up a whole sort of new perspective. I mean, I, I was so immersed in the IFMA culture, which is fantastic, there's no doubt about it. But Pro-FM just kind of gave me a, a tweaky look at facility management and kind of opened my eyes to a couple of things that I hadn't even seen before. So that's what I'm trying to instill in my people too.
1: Hey, Bill, can we use that term tweaky look? Can we- tweaky,
2: sure, yeah.
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Very like hard to here
2: on FM Evolution, people, tweaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And did well,
2: I answer your question, Sean? Is that what you wanted? That to? was 100% spot on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I love that fact that you guys are really diving into, you know, your your people, your team individually and figuring out, you know, what their needs are and getting them to grow. And I think that is it's exactly what we need to do as leaders and especially in FM. Um, and like you said, because you're just all different levels of people. There's those guys, with the two belt and the guys who are wanting to aspire to do more. Right. So you you got to lead them. Randy, diving further into this gap, um, I know Pro-FMI asked managers and staff what their training priorities were. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about what you guys found?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was really, really interesting data and actually a lot of commonality between managers and staff. So so we asked it in, in that uh, looking at individuals. So, you know, are you a FM? So a staff person that doesn't manage people. Are you somebody that does manage people? In the case where you do manage people, what does your staff most need? But from from an individual standpoint, it's broken really into into two categories of, as a manager, what training do you need? As a staff person, what training do you need? Um, And there's a lot of commonality between the two. So leadership, you know, bubbles to the top, strategic and capital planning, emergency management. Um, You know, are are, kind of key critical topics that came across from an individual standpoint. And then managers saying, what do they believe their staff needs? strategic and capital planning (laughs) rose to the top. Um, Emergency management rose to the top and leadership. I mean, you know, I I think, you know, and Bill's a great example of this. He's trying to build the leaders of the future here. You know, he's done this for 11 years. I've watched him do this with other staff for 11 years. And um, and maybe even longer than that, Bill, but I've been acquainted with you for 11 years. So I've watched you do this. So he's trying to position for when he's, you know, off sitting on the beach more often and um being able to uh to have his feet up, you know, who's coming in behind him and how does he influence them to be better leaders and better um, you know, better uh better position the, the uh, organization and his staff going forward. So um, you know, there's just a lot of commonality between managers, staff, and then what managers believe their staff needs. So uh that's what we found. You know, it's really uh really interesting data. Yeah. Oh, if like, I could,
3: I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. If I could jump in just real quick, you know, um, facility management as a profession is, is critical to all scopes of life. You know, um, what we do to improve quality of life, to, um, make people comfortable and happy, productive, uh, they can take these lessons home too, you know, um, it's incumbent upon us who've been around a while to make sure that we pass as much knowledge as possible down to the next generation coming up because we feel it's it's incredibly important that facility management not only maintains its role right now, but expands its role in the future. And we can't do it forever. Unfortunately, we can't do it. You know, we need strong, willing people coming up behind us who know what they're doing. We weren't we learned on the job training. Okay, so we have all these lessons that we can impart down the down the road, and and that's part of our responsibility. I feel.
2: Yeah, that's I mean, 100 percent true. If if I was gonna to uh, go back to extreme leadership, they call that decentralized command. <laughs> you have the ability to go out there and make decisions, uh, and you can't do that without great leaders. You know, leading the way and and uh, helping them to grow and do that. That's that's and it's so funny to me. I've been in FM for uh, six years now, but for people who aren't in it, they don't have any clue what goes on behind the scenes. To and, and how much impact really FM makes in the world. Uh, you know, I think people understand. Oh, I need. Uh, we understand operations. You know, I understand when you walk into a, you know a facility that there's people running it, but taking care of it and the scope and, and, and the vast scope of what goes on to do that. It's unless you are in it, you just don't understand. It's so, so complex. And even when I started, uh, you know, working with Randy and getting into the the pro-FMI education, I was just befuddled because there's so much information that goes into the course. And and I had no idea, you know, it's not just about fixing tile and and, uh, electrical. There's so much more to FM for sure.
1: Yeah, and, and Sean, to, to add on to that a little bit, um, you know, Bill's talked about sustainability a couple of different times. And that that was also a key topic that resonated with both managers and staff as, as something they needed additional training and direction along along with innovation and then uh, project management. And I, and I think that really, um, you know, coming off what we've been through the last however many months now, probably 17 or 18, <laughs> right? With the with the global pandemic and the move to remote work and hybrid working, managing projects and being able to, you know, to manage tasks around projects are very critical to folks. You know, that was very different than what we saw in 2019. So project management wasn't on the list of key topics in 2019. It is now. So... Um, You know, I think that that has shifted a little bit with what we've been through.
2: Yeah, the focus definitely has changed. The FMs that are, you know, responsible for everything that's going on right now,
1: uh,
2: the spotlight's on, you know. And and I think especially upper management leadership is paying attention a lot right now to uh, the FM community. Bill, when it comes to the top priorities for you, especially giving, you know, that focus of, back to the office preparations and, and the new workplace environments that everyone has to deal with. What are the most important issues that you guys are facing over at Yamaha?
3: Well, obviously, you want a clean environment, and there's no doubt about that. But I think even more important than this is, is the perception of a clean environment. We want our employees to come back and feel safe and feel they're comfortable. Um, I mean, we're doing everything we can, and we're doing a really good job, but, but they need to see it, you know. They need to know that that it is safe here. Um, we can talk through a blue in the face, but if they don't believe us, they don't believe us. So we have to kind of prove it to them. So that's the big thing. Um, I really would like to promote hybrid working, um, unfortunately. Well, I won't say unfortunately. That's more of a management decision than mine. Um, I have plans in place for hoteling and all that good stuff should it ever come down to it. But I really don't have any authority in that realm. Um, but uh, we've been here throughout. My staff and I have been here throughout. We've had uh, maybe ten to twelve percent people here um, during this pandemic, so uh, we've been running our facility as normal. Um, you know, so we're we're ready for anything that comes down the pike. I mean, this this was an eye opening experience. One of the things we did just to digress a bit is based on when this pandemic hit, we came up with a um, a business continuity plan dedicated to facility management. Okay, a business continuity plan is how do we keep our business running? How do we keep making money? From the facility side, it's completely different. How do we keep people safe, healthy, and happy? You know, So they can't do their job without us, but it's an adjunct to the, to the BCP. So um, that's one thing we created on our own. Just, we went out and uh, worked with a consultant and came up with our own facility management business continuity plan. Um, so that, I think, will help us long-term should anything else arise. But, um, but as for prepping the uh, facility, we've just, we've maintained it throughout. So we're not doing anything new or anything special. We've just been right on track all the way through this whole thing.
2: I think uh, we've really had a culture shift. Um, you know, you, they say if you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. We've been uh, working at home for 17 months. So I think about that and the shift that's going on and the people out there. One of the, that are going back to work or not going back to work. Uh, and, you know, the challenges that you guys face when dealing with that, uh, and, you know, hybrid environments is definitely, it's daunting. It's massive. Uh, so it's it's going to be, I think going forward, it's not going to change. I think we're going to have a continuous, um, a continuous want and need for being flexible in work environments now. And, you, and everyone's going to have to adapt.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did a presentation though, three, four months ago, um, and we had about 230 participants on, and it was talking about the future of work, the future of the office. And at the end of it, we did a quick survey, and it was three questions, basically. Um, when you go back to work, would you want to go back to the office full-time? Would you want to stay at home full-time? Or would you want to work in a hybrid environment? Of that 230 people, not one person picked go back to the office full-time. Now, most of them picked the hybrid, but not one person wanted to go back to the office full time. So that in itself is an indication of where we should be going. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, when we talk about status quo and, and culture and stuff like that. There are some hurdles to get through.
2: I couldn't agree more. We got a lot of fun challenges ahead. <laughs> All right, guys, listen, we are running up against a commercial break here. We're gonna We're actually going to pause and we're going to thank our sponsors. So we'll be right back and we'll jump right back into... Uh, our topic here.
0: This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro-FM. Earn your Pro-FM credential to elevate your FM knowledge and skills to receive the recognition you deserve. Visit us at profmi.org evolution.
2: Welcome back to FM Evolution. Of course, we are here with Randy Olson, our Pro-FMI uh, live sponsor, and Bill Connolly from Yamaha Motor Corporation, and we are talking about the 2021 FM training outlook survey results, specifically the 91% of managers that say there's a skill gap. So I wanted to follow up, uh, Bill, and talk about how uh, do you guys help your staff access the training they need, really? What, what's your process? Um
3: uh, I make recommendations. Basically, <laughs> I you know I, I give them options. Uh, I feel, and my manager feels this too, that um, continuing education is extremely important. So um, we have. Uh, Annual objectives. And one of the objectives I put in for all my staff is an education side. One of my staff is going to be taking Spanish because he works with the janitorials and landscaping crew a lot. So he wants to take Spanish. Okay, cool. You know, yeah, continuous learning, whatever aspect, whether it be the trades or strategy or facility management or another language, um, continue learning, keep your mind open. We don't want stagnancy. We don't, again, we don't want that status quo. Um, so I challenge them sometimes. Um, but um, most of them are amenable to, you know, taking any opportunity I give them,
2: taking advantage of any opportunity I give them to, to continue learning. We've heard time and time again, when it comes to uh, people's careers and where they want to work and why they stay, it's because they feel challenged. They, they have fulfillment in their work. And I think, you know, what you guys are we're really talking about here is, is helping them accomplish that, um, you know. I think ProFMI is a gr- a great uh, program for that, um, Randy. Actually, if you could tell us a bit more about the ProFMI program and how you guys specifically help identifying these skill gaps, I'd love to hear from you on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, in, in terms of the program, and, and Bill, you know, Bill mentioned a presentation he did recently where at the end there's a survey. And to find out what really what people are thinking, you've got to ask, right? So th- that's the first step. So when we built the program, we went out to the broad facility management market with, hey, here's what um, a team of experts had put together. Does this match with what you do on a daily basis? So then the program was built on top of that uh, feedback from that global survey and addresses what we like to refer to as the 24 things that every facility manager should know. Um, You know, it's broken into four functional areas and there's a number of cross-functional competencies like sustainability that we that we talked about earlier that thread across every technical and functional decision you make as an FM. Um, So, however, none of those topics are standalone. So we built the program such that it's all integrated together and there's a number of dependencies in any sort of technical area or any soft skill that you go to approach a problem with. that that needs to be addressed. So it really, um, you know, helps build the technical skills, helps build the soft skills, but it helps build those critical thinking and those, you know, skills needed to make proper decisions as the world changes, like we've seen over the last 18 months, and as the facility management profession changes over the the last, um, you know, five. I mean, Bill, we've seen a lot of change since 2010, right? I mean, think about what we're talking about in 2010 and what we talk about today. Um, but then ongoing, you've got to continually ask and you've got to continually improve that program and continually update that program because content can't be static. Uh, Bill also t- touched on this earlier. There's a lot of change. There's a lot of change in the profession. That changes all the time. Think about the change just in technology alone and um, you know how that's propagated with being able to collect data and make good business decisions based on on data. And that's not going to stop. That speed of change is not going to stop and it's not going to slow down. So, um, so that's our program. Um, and again, we, we believe it's really important to continually, um, ask the industry and ask folks that are working in the industry, um, you know, what's relevant today and then not keep that content static.
2: Now, Bill, at the beginning of this show, we, I, I mentioned that you had taken the product on my course. And of course you have mm-hmm. your guys. You know, working on it as a seasoned FM, and you've been in this industry a long time. Did you learn anything new going through it? <laughs> I mean, been doing it a long time.
3: Yeah, well, I did. Um, I learned the the prevalence and importance of ISO standards as it relates to FM. Um, Randy and I were talking about this earlier. You know, um, back when we first started the um, Task Force 267 to develop standards for facility management. I was tangentially involved with that, but not really. But the PRO-FM program really showed me the importance of the ISO standards, the 41,000 series, Um, so much so that that's my next project. Um, I'm going to, and I'm working with my staff on this, we are going to be um, ABC, all but certified for ISO 41,000. It's kind of daunting, you know, going through it. Um, the first thing we have to figure out is context of the organization, which everybody has a hard time with, uh, coming up with a solid strategic plan, you know, those types of things. But I, I think the one thing that I really took away from the Pro-FM was the importance of ISO standards in facility management and the standardization of our practices throughout my facilities anyway.
2: So. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when I first got the content, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of information there and, and you're you know directly related to all those ISO standards. And uh, I mean I've been through other courses and, and this one has definitely been pretty challenging in, in, in dealing with all those. Um, you know with all of the content that's constantly changing and the environments that's changing, Randy, when it comes to addressing all those changes and the need for content, how does ProFMI continue to provide the content that's relevant for today's FM.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, in, you know, back to the earlier, you know, kind of discussion around that, it, you got to constantly ask, you got to, you got to consistently ask the industry and the market um, what's most important and then appropriately update the content. And then we've provided a number of tools for folks to measure themselves sort of against. So when we talk about this skill gap, so here's all these, good relevant topics, right? Those 24 things. But how do I line up? So we have a tool called Map Your Gap that's available on on the website where they can go out. It's a free tool and they can map themselves against, you know, really self-assess themselves against those 24 topics. And it'll then help them create a plan going forward to move forward with the uh, the profile program. So you got to ask. You got to go out to the market and ask. And then um, as I talked about earlier, can't be static got to be under continuous improvement my gosh that's great map your gap map your gap Ah,
2: i love that all right well guys we're almost out of time uh again on the show can't even believe it. it goes by so fast um but uh randy i wanted to ask you now after getting all that data and asking uh from the 2021 survey for you what was your biggest aha moment reviewing all this feedback
1: yeah, I, I and I think it's back to that ninety-one percent. Mm. So it goes back to um, you know managers saying that ninety-one percent of folk, managers that responded saying their staff needed more, and then ninety-one percent of staff saying I need more education to effectively do my job. Um, and, you know, I think that that's the biggest aha. And again. You know, this isn't unique to the U.S. This isn't unique to North America. This is spread across 23 different countries. This is a global survey. So this is consistent across the world. So I, I think that's the biggest, you know, wow, look at that. And, and it being in two years, the change in that being up 12% for managers and up 10% for staff, That was uh, that was pretty enlightening for us.
2: Yeah, it still completely blows my mind. The, I mean, the fact that everyone in the industry, whether you're a leader or, uh, you know, a tool belt guy or someone in between, it's all the same. Yep. You know, Really, it's, that's the need. Um, well, you know, as we wrap up here, Bill, I'd love to hear, you know, what advice you would give to the rest of the FMs in the country as they face this growing challenge of the skill gap. What would be your best advice?
3: You have to keep learning. You know, um, there's a lot of education out there. Uh, take advantage of it. Um, Again, you can't you can't rely on what you used to do. There's there's new things out there. Um, I think the last year and a half basically have given way to a lot of introspection from the FM side Um, as they go through their chores. They say, how could I do this better? And I think in an ideal world, um, that's why. People are saying that, that education is so important now because they realize there are shortcomings and there are gaps and they realize they need to fill those gaps. Um, I think there's a, a couple of little blessings in this pandemic. That's one of them, basically, that people are, are trying to to instill upon themselves and others. How do I improve? How do I get better? Um, how do we face challenges like this next time? Because this came out of the blue. What else is coming out of the blue? You know,
2: so, yeah, then, I... so keep, keep on top of things, you know. Great advice. Um, constant learning, constant you know, hunger for knowledge is is super important.
1: Um, and ben, that that positivity that Bill just talked about is one of the reasons why I love working in facility management. They're always positive, right? So, yeah. <laughs> the um, you know, here's the blessings out of this that we just went through, right? I mean, that's a that's a great outlook. Yeah. That's
3: there's great. a certain side. There's a certain psychology that comes with facility management. You have to have a certain mindset. Okay. Yep. Um, everybody can't be a facility manager. Um, but that positivity and then that optimism and that, that knowing that we can do better, I think that's one of the signs of, an, of a good FM, personally.
2: No, I agree. And you're right. Not everyone can be an FM. It is definitely challenging and it takes a special type of person. And you either uh, in it for a short time, and you're out, you're like, whoa, what was that? I don't want to do that anymore. Or you're like, this is probably one of the most rewarding careers I could find. Definitely, and and, yeah. and it's uh, it's a great career. It's a great uh, you know a profession to be in. Um, and you know you learn so much, and you learn so much from other people, and you serve other people at such a high level. It's a big deal, uh, Bill. For those who would really like to learn more about you, and of course Yamaha Motor Corporation, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you or to learn more?
3: I guess through my email address more than anything else. Um, you know, so which I, I don't know if if you have that or if you can share that or if I should share it. I or. can
2: share that if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe the you have LinkedIn. I do. I do have LinkedIn. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's probably a great way to to find you. We can connect you or LinkedIn or maybe the the company web address will be good. Yeah. Yeah. But um,
3: I don't pay as much attention to LinkedIn as I should probably. But um, but I do. I get ticklers all the time in email. So I I know it's out there.
2: (laughs) Hey, man, just trying to guard your inbox. (laughs) Let's (laughs) say we're we're
3: here. We're here to serve, whether it be the people here at Yamaha or anybody out there in the world who wants
2: information or education. Please reach out. Awesome. man. we will make sure that we give information for them to do that in the show notes. Uh, And then, of course, Randy. For those yeah. FMs who are looking to uh, learn more about ProFM, how do they do it?
1: Yeah, website is uh, profmi.org. And uh, everything's there that you need to learn about the program. Uh, there's some free tools, as I mentioned, Map Your Gap. There's a um, this uh, complete white paper on the survey and a lot of detail around the 2021 Training Outlook Survey. That's all available on the site. Um, there's a free demo. There's a free look into the program. So there's a number of great resources out on profmi.org.
2: Outstanding. And that's it, guys. We're done. Another okay. one in the books. A yeah. Great show. Thank you so much. Uh, I'd like to thank Randy, of course, for being our, our live show sponsor. Uh, you couldn't do this without you guys. Um, you guys bring so much value to our listeners and to the community. Uh, so thank you so much. And then, of course, uh, Bill Connolly, thank you so much for joining us, man. It was great to learn about you and your organization and the amazing people that you guys are serving. Thank you okay, so much. Well, thanks, thanks for having me. You're welcome. For all those who are listening out there, thank you, Randy. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Uh, Hey, if you guys want to learn more about ProFMI, go ahead and check us out uh, and, and subscribe to our podcast for anyone who is listening on your favorite podcast platform. And then if you're watching us on YouTube, Uh, hit subscribe and hit the little bell for notifications. Hey, that way you'll see our new videos when they come out and you guys can learn more about FMs in our community. Uh, And until next time, we'll see you then. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Randy. Bill, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye,
1: everybody.
0: This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro-FM. How do your FM skills measure up to the global standard? Try our free Map Your Gap self-assessment at profmi.org evolution.